0: You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at LifeChurchUK.org. Welcome to Life Devotions and thank you for joining me today. Your joy will be full. It's a title of this devotion. <laughs> and I understand that you may look at me and say, okay, I don't really understand what that feels like, what that looks like. You know, the Bible in 1 Peter chapter 1 talks about having joy unspeakable and full of glory. And Paul in Galatians 5 talking about the fruits of the indwelling life of the Holy Spirit being joy. And joy, Nehemiah showed, is such a phenomenal strength when the challenges of life can be continuously challenging, hard, difficult, and not giving up and not relenting, but being consistently pressure, consistent challenge. And the the, the way that those challenges affect us often call for strength we don't have, call for happiness we don't know, call for joy that we don't even know exists. But Nehemiah was a man of the Spirit of God. And when they were having to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem of these gigantic large stones that had been torn away by the Babylonian army when they had came to take vengeance on the rebellion of uh, of the king that had been put in charge there by Babylon. They are just, they just, I mean, it's unimaginable, the challenge that they faced that seemed unsurmountable while they were also suffering really relentless opposition by a man called Sambalat and Tobia, and they were really cruel, dark, deceptive, negative, contenderous spirits that hammered them daily with threats that they were going to come with an army, that they were going to stop them, that they were never going to rebuild it, and they will never succeed in continual discouragement. That Nehemiah understood if we're ever going to accomplish this, we're going to need more than just zeal and effort. We're going to need the Lord to fill us with joy in the face of tribulation in the face of challenges. Paul talks about this as a grace to the Corinthian church when he says, I want you to witness the grace of God bestowed upon the church of Macedonia, how in a great trial of affliction, their joy abounded unto their liberality, pleading with us to receive the gift and the ministry of ministering to the saints. This is in, what is it? Second Corinthians chapter eight. And Paul talks about this as being a grace that in the face of persecution and tribulation they had joy abounding. They were so happy and joyful. So when I say to you, your joy will be full, you may kind of go, I don't I don't have any joy, I just I barely can breathe. I barely can get out of bed in the morning. I barely can get to work. I barely can make it. I'm just surviving. Well, this is why this message is so important for us today. God doesn't want you to keep living in that place where you were knocked down. No, yes, I've been knocked down. I've been in a place I didn't know how to think straight. I didn't know how to, 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 to face the day. I felt so broken, so crushed, so wounded, so hurt, so, so bruised. Yes, and that's very real, folks. But the Father says in His Word, in His promise, that He will give beauty for ashes, and He will give joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of heaviness joy instead of mourning. Mourning talks about bewailing the pains of loss, bewailing the pains of, of, of grief, of sorrow, of things that are that are ripped out of your life and, and, and you don't know how to go on. Then the Lord says, I will give you joy. I will comfort you with my spirit in which is fullness of joy. Like David says in Psalm 16, in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore, Psalm 16, verse 11. So come, join me, join me. Where do I start? I don't know where to start, Pastor. I don't know where to start, but well, listen to the word. That which we have seen, verse three of 1 John chapter 1 which we have heard, which we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. Again, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. The title of this devotion, your joy will be full. That you begin to realize Okay, Father, I don't know how to cope with all this. I don't know how to bear this pain. I don't know how to do. I don't know anymore. I can't do it anymore. But I come and hide in you, you who are my refuge on my habitation. Psalm 91 verse 9, you who are my refuge On my habitation, I hide in you, I abide in you. And you come into this fellowship and you begin to experience this love of the loving Father and the loving Son. And He begins to, through that fellowship, to give you this joy. In John chapter 15, Jesus says to His disciples, He says, as the Father Loved me, verse 9, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you. Same thing as what John says. That my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I've loved you. You see, I can see again and again throughout the scripture (coughs) that as you begin to abide in that fellowship and meditate on it, these things are right to you. Meditate on what's written. Meditate on what's written. God is able through the living, life-giving Word that's written to pull you out of that despair, to pull you out of that depression, to pull you out of that brokenness, to pull you out of that morning of pain and loss that is tearing you up inside that you just can't face today anymore. You can't face today. I'll never forget in the nation of Iceland, where I used to go minister a lot. I miss all those beautiful people. I'd love to go again sometime. But I went there and when I was there one time, they had heard about how in 1998, our precious daughter Gabriella had passed away and gone to heaven when she was about 11 days old. And so they told me how this minister and his wife were in horrific pain of grief because their little baby boy had passed away. And if I would please go. And I said, if they are happy for me to come, then yes, of course I'll go. So I went to this house and there was the dinner table, a little round table with four or five chairs. And it was like a little shrine. I could see it. It Even had a bit of dust on it, so I knew it had been there for a little while. And there were the little shoes, the baby shoes and baby clothes and all the different things. And, And they were sitting there and I sat down with the, husband and wife, and I just kind of began to talk and share them our story, but I could feel quick enough that my story was not able to compare with theirs. You see, you may have experienced the same thing as others, and it may give you a sympathy for them, but it doesn't always help them to break free. I understood quickly that Okay, this, this is not helping them. It's not able to lift the pain. And so I just stayed sweet and I, I went ahead and finished the conversation. I thought, let's not stay too long. And I was in my spirit praying, praying while I was talking Lord, you know, you know, you know, you know, Father, you know their pain, you know their hurt. Help, Father. So as I got up and greeted them goodbye and stood there next to the table with Mama, whose body was still recovering from having given birth to the beautiful little baby boy who passed away, I looked at her and I said, Your Heavenly Father knows your pain. And He's right here. He's right here, right now. And when you're ready to give your little boy to the Lord, He will take it to heaven and the pain will go away. And the Holy Spirit, like a sweet fragrance of attractive love, just came with those nail prince hands to her to say, place your little boy in my hands. I'll keep it in heaven for you and you'll see him later. And she broke and began to weep because she felt this love. You see, it's that sweet fellowship with the father and his son that can break the stalemate of your pain, that can break the tearing of your heart, that can break the depression of your soul where you just can't get out of this depression. It's like you're locked up in it and you wake up to it and you fall asleep to it and you're a prisoner of this terrible depression and you just can't get out. And here's the nail prints, hands of Jesus, demonstrating the love of the Father in our suffering, for He suffered like us in every way, to say, give me your pain, give me your sorrow, give me your loss, give me your wounds, give me the pains of betrayal and rejection and whatever it is, give it all to me. Cast your care upon me and I will care for you. And he comes with that embracing love. I know I suffered. I know I'm a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. I was wounded with transgression. I was bruised with iniquity and the past, punishment of all the sins. I bore them. I know, I know, I know, I know. And you give it to the Lord and He breaks that yoke of sorrow and He brings you into His joy. He brings you into His his joy of the Father's love in the Father's presence. The joy that Jesus has in the Father's presence is what He begins to unveil in you. And all of a sudden, the Son of Righteousness springs forth with healing in His wings to your spirit, soul, and body. And a new day is here, a new day is here, amen. Have a good day.